Hello and welcome to C3 Newcastle City Podcast. It is our honour to host you and trust you will enjoy this message as much as we did. For more information about C3 Newcastle City or to connect with us, visit our website, www.c3nc.com. Who's ready for the words today? So, Laurie Reveal, you're uh, excited to tag along. I felt this just to tag along with what, what the theme of presence is and being Easter, you know, talking about God's glory being revealed is just it's perfect. It makes complete sense. And so that's what I want to talk about today. But we know that today is significant because today is the day where Jesus did. He defeated sin and death. And he made a way that our, our wrongdoings, all the things that we feel in and in ourselves that would separate us from God, that would hold us down, that would burden us in life, Jesus made a way that all of that doesn't need to stop us. Yeah? Oh, man. But can, you, can you hear that again today? So you can live free. So that nothing would hold you back or hold you down. Nothing. But that you would live completely free. And that's what we celebrate. And uh, today, man, I'm believing. I'm, I'm looking forward to the end of the service. We're going to take communion. And I'm going to pray for people and, and believe for, for healing uh, to flow. We've been seeing this even last week when we were out of Maitland. I had a word of knowledge of something that was going on around someone's throat. And that, that one knew. I think it was the second time that been in church uh, or in our church and uh, at the end of the service, no one put their hand up, which isn't helpful people, be kind, and that you put your hand up because that goes, oh I didn't get it wrong, <laughs> that's just for me, right, so whoever buddy gets the word, and he came up to me this week, you wouldn't believe it, it was me, and that, I've had that all week, this horrible pain around my throat and, and it just went, isn't that cool, and we're seeing this happen, I heard about it here at Merriweather again last week where people, this is something, I, I think all it is, is us, God's always been willing to heal, but it's just like sometimes we kind of just go, oh yeah, that happened, not it's happening, and it is happening, and so we're going to lean more and more into it, and God's going to do some work this morning, yeah? So we have this extravagant gift, this gift that we didn't earn, that we didn't deserve, like that song we're singing, but it's ours to have, and we're free people. Sin doesn't hold us down, it doesn't bind us up any longer, it doesn't need to, no guilt, no shame, nothing, nothing, nothing. It's only good things that come from God, amen. Freedom, freedom, freedom. And so I, I love preaching about this. And and we've been talking about this uh, the last few weeks when we've been talking about purpose. Freedom, really, living out your purpose is freedom. Have you found that? When you, when you identify with the reason why God has created you, and while you're alive on planet Earth, I was talking to my hairdresser about this this week. You just are like you're the happiest person. I'll turn it, you know, to the opposite where you don't know what your purpose is. Meaning is you're just miserable because you just feel like, why am I even here? And and the, and the cool thing is that when you find purpose, you, you step into this free kind of living where you're bold, you're confident, you're like you want to take life on because you've got this this knowing that, hey, there's, there's something upon my life, and I, I, I get so confident about this. If there's anything I can talk about, it's purpose, because I just have this burning desire that every single person that comes in contact with my life, at least, would awaken to the reality that God loves them, and that God's got his purpose. And, and that's what Jesus had burning in his heart as he went to the cross. He was desiring that people would be connected back to God, people would be uni- unified, and that that they would step into their purpose, that they would come alive to everything, to life to the full, amen? 
And so I get excited about this. Will you get excited with, it, with me today as well? Because this is good things, right? Now, here's the thing, though, with purpose and, and meaning, every, everyone kind of, I don't I, I wouldn't say everyone, I hope, I, I, if we're being honest, everyone wants their day in the sun, yeah? You want to believe for, if, if you're not living a purpose every day, and you don't always feel like it, you just want to have one moment in your life where you go, I did something. You know what I mean? Like, I, I did something. There's one life that I impacted. There's one thing that I built. There's just one thing. And, and you would say that that moment is a glorious moment when you have it. You know what I mean? When you're like Jim Bentley, and you're always in newspapers, and always getting <laughs> celebrated, and you're always amazing. I'll win one because I've been a bit rough on him lately. Um, so, you know, when you have a moment where you suddenly, yeah, it's a glory moment. The, who else wants one of them? Be honest. Is some of you a little shy than one of these ones? Not a full laugh, but just a little. Yeah, that's me. Like a little bit of glory. Yeah, it might be a, it might be winning a grand final. Who's ever had that moment? And you, you think about it. Yeah. Murray does. He lives and breathes that thing. Simon Hassan has one every single other week on the surfboard where he's holding up a new trophy. You know, you have these glorious moments. A work achievement when you get promoted. It's a glorious moment. Oh my goodness. Like, like I went up the ladder. I got, I've got the window office. Yeah? A moment like that where you just kind of are excited. Or it can be uh, renovating a home. You know, when you just finish it in that last sort of paint, what do you call that, when you brush it on? Stroke. Stroke. Okay. <laughs> I don't do renovations. I don't know about these things. You pay Toby Murrell to do these things. You don't, you don't do them. You, help, you bless him with finance and let him do the beautiful work. But when you, when you watch Toby finish the work <laughs> and, and you go, oh my goodness, what a moment. You know, when the guys are playing music and they, they just nail a gig and like, you know, plays just like nail it and I hit every note, rocked it out. It's a glorious moment that you have. We all kind of live for them. Will you, will you humor me, me with that? We all want these kind of moments. Uh, the Collins Dictionary defines glory as fame and admiration of doing something impressive. We all just want to do something impressive, yeah? Here's the revelation, though, about glory. You can't have glory unless someone else experiences it. You know what I mean? If you kind of, if you kind of just have a moment in your bathroom and you're the only one having the party, just like, oh, you look in the mirror like, oh, you're so cool. Oh, come on. It's just not the same, is it? It's not the same as when you're actually with others and you're like, oh, how good was that moment? Glorious moment. You know, glory doesn't really happen without someone else being impacted. Or someone else experiencing it. That's my rationale anyway. Glory, glory is not a glory party unless someone else is present. True? You can't have glory unless someone else is kind of with you. And, you know, all of us want this. Glory is only achieved through doing something that others experience or are impacted by. So here's the thing. Easter is celebrated because God's glory was revealed to all of humanity. Yeah? It's been revealed. It's, it's an open window now that every person can see God's glory. It was hidden for many, many years, unseen. And to be honest, it was, it was hidden for a reason. But when 
Jesus come and said, now my glory is visible. And it's there for every single person to experience, to be impacted by, is God's glory. Amen? See, here's the thing. When Jesus, though, and, and usually when we do have a glorious moment, it is, it's a victory moment. It's not usually a moment of defeat, is it? You hold a trophy up, it's a moment of victory. And Jesus, though, when, when he revealed his glory, he could have done it through warfare. Even the night before he was betrayed, you know what, if I, if I wanted to, I could call tens of thousands of angels to see right now. I can, I, can, I can win the fight. I can have that kind of moment. And you know, Jesus did do impressive things. He healed many people. Too many to be counted. He delivered people. He was kind and loving. And there was many moments, but... It wasn't that. In fact, when, when Jesus revealed his glory, it was a moment of sacrifice, of complete humility, where he was actually humiliated. That's how his glory was revealed. And there's never been a moment like that before. Never will be. A, a moment where somebody, God's son, actually sacrifices his life so the glory might be revealed. Doesn't happen here any other day, does it? That's revealed in that way, and that's how he did it through he, through him humbling himself and offering himself. And in John seventeen, this is where I want to return today. This is the night before, and Jesus is praying, and he's, and he's speaking to his Father. And again, and this is these are the most precious words I feel. This high priestly, high priestly prayer that Jesus prays, because it's him speaking to his Father, and he, he knows he's coming to this moment that he's like. So it's like every single word counts. He's making a count. He's saying, this, this moment, God, this is exactly what I'm believing for. And so the words are so precious. And he says to you right at the beginning of the prayer, in chapter 17 of John's Gospel, it says, when, when Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven. And he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have been given authority over all flesh. His prayer here is like, God, let it be seen, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. It's like, now's the moment, God. Father, I've, I've done all these incredible things. This, this is the moment. This is the moment that from this point on, just not the people that are on planet Earth right now in this moment, he's saying, here and forevermore, my glory will be revealed. Let it be happen. Let it happen. And he surrenders his will. And even in pain, and he, he goes, yes. Take me to that moment now that I might glorify you, God, and that you might glorify me and others may come to receive it. Now, again, we can't earn this. There's nothing that you and I can do. No person can actually, you know, again, to receive glory, we've got to do something that would be worthy of glory. But for us, to actually receive glory, this transaction means that you can't do anything. This is all on him. This is Jesus saying, I'm going to do all the work. You don't, you're not going to have to do anything right now. I'm going to go to the cross. I'm going to surrender my life. You see, from this moment, from that moment before the cross, all the time before, we know that through Adam and Eve's decision, all humanity was separated, there wasn't, 
it wasn't a glory exchange. There wasn't an open doorway or glory between God and humanity that we experienced and felt. The only time that it actually happened before was with Moses. And those writers that come out of captivity. And Moses goes up Mount Sinai and he spends 40 days and 40 nights up there. And the whole time, there's lightning and there's thunder. I mean, the whole mountain is shaking with the presence of God. The glory of God is on this mountain and Moses is in it. And he, he doesn't eat or drink. I mean, he's just so satisfied and, and, and is fed by the glorious presence of God. And he's up there. And the, and the Israelites are looking up and they're, they're in fear because they can feel the glory of God constantly in and can see it. But Moses is in it. He's getting this full experience of glory. But up until Jesus comes in, no one else has kind of seen this. So Moses actually comes down the mountain. And the Israelites are messed up because they constantly hit him. And he's got, he's got this residue of glory on him in such an incredible way that, that the Israelites can't even cope with it. They're like, even just the residue that is on him, they're like, it's too much. We, we can't look at you. You've got you to wear something because, because I can't, we, we can't cope to even look at you. It's too much for us. So Moses had this incredible privilege of, of actually doing this. They had to look away. Here's the thing that God's glorious presence actually does. It doesn't just have any, an impact on our life, but it actually has an impact where it connects other people to us. See, God's glory in this instance, when it was upon Moses, actually separated people. They couldn't come close to him. They couldn't come near to him. They had to be a veil or something that would separate so that they could cope with it. But the wonderful thing about Jesus is that when he came and he revealed his glory, he said not only opened a pathway of connection for his glory would pour out upon us, but it would actually spread upon others. Isn't that cool? And he let the veil be removed. See, the most wonderful thing about Jesus revealing his glory is glory on the cross isn't just so that we would experience God, but that his glory, glory would unify us. Isn't that cool? It would normally, it, it would, normally when, when someone is glorified, they become idolized. They could become more separated. True? Even in our society, if someone becomes successful, does something that has a great impact, usually they're put on a podium but suddenly they start to get more and more removed from people, especially now as a culture. Kind of try to tear them down, in fact, but bring them down to our level. But Jesus, with his story, does an incredibly opposite thing. It's so attractive that it actually not only draws all of humanity to him, but it draws others and others and others. And this is the incredible thing about God's love is that it unifies them all humanity together. It joins us together, yeah? God's glory is not not only connects us to God, but it connects us to people. This is so profound that through God's glory, God's love for people is revealed. It's revealed through us as we receive it. All people, no matter what race, sex, or sinner, or saint, Pastor Ben did such a great message on this, doesn't matter who you are or what you've done, you can receive 
God's love is glory that can be revealed to you, that it can be revealed through you. Why? This is all because of Jesus' sacrifice. Two Corinthians. Paul writes, there's someone that experienced God's glory in a significant way also. He wrote this, and here's the thing, it says, and we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed in the same image. You and I are being transformed in the same image. The, the image that Moses couldn't even come within a, a shot of anybody else. And he, did, he didn't encounter Jesus' son. Even again in shock inside of anyone else, but here the Word of God is telling us that when the glory actually comes upon us, we don't not, not only just get a connection with God, but suddenly people, through us, through the transformation in our life, can actually see God in you. From one glory to another, but this comes from the Lord and His Spirit. And you and I have the incredible opportunity to approach and receive all of God's glory and love without any barrier. And through His glory, carry His glory, becoming more like Christ. So His glory might be revealed to others. We are partakers, but we're also those that, through our transformation, share God's love. I'm telling you this today because we can stand here and we can sit here and we can sing and we can celebrate. But I pray, my prayer today is as we leave here today, we're transformed. And the glory of God that comes alive in us would stay on us. And as we leave today, we take a, not just an Easter message, but we take Jesus Christ as Savior alive in us out to a world that he desperately desperately wants to be connected to removing the veil God's glory is about freedom preceding verse it says now the spirit of the Lord is now the spirit the Lord is the spirit and the, where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom freedom to come freedom to live to breathe to exist in a new realm a realm of impossibilities. A new life, a new covenant. There's a call here today to remove the veil. See, some of us walk around with God's glory covered. Firstly, we're doing it through our religious ways. It's covering God's glory. I'm doing it right. Stick in the boxes. A veil. One of Judah's favorite things right now is to build uh, structures in our home. It's not enough to live in the structure of our home. He has to build structures so he gathers all the furniture and he gets all the blankets that we have and he creates this wonderful environment. He's got a parent who just so appreciates that. I'm going to be packing that up. <laughs> but he loves to be in that environment because in it there's a new world. 
in a negative way, we try to set up a world as Christians where it's all how we like it. Doing right, living right, oh, so, so lovely in this environment. Who's been there? Who still builds those things? A veil. That veil's not meant to be there, by the way. No veil. See, we, we read that verse and we go, that veil is so that we can see God. <laughs> no. It's so that the people can see God in you. That's what that verse is about. The veil has been removed and the glory now can be exchanged. But here's the thing, it's got to transmit out of you. And if you're hiding behind your religious ideals, your behaviors, the things that even make you feel safety and comfort, he's saying, rip the veil off. He's speaking to the Corinthians. He's saying, rip the veil off and let the glory come out. Freely you proceed, let it out. That's the first way. The second way is our guilt, our shame, our regret, our fears, our frustrations. Surrounded by, clouded by. You have free access to a living God. Through Jesus Christ. He defeated every single one of those things I just said. But sometimes that's all you can see. You're living in a world of inches. Not a world of freedom. Not in His glorious presence. But you just... It's all you can see. He was the veil removed. That you might be free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. There's freedom. Don't live like that. Not with one single thing. You're free. If the sun sets you free, you're free. You're free. You're free. Through the blood of the sun and his body broken, you're free. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and it was a great encouragement to you. For more information about C3 Newcastle City, visit our website, www.c3nc.com.